0: Drama on One.
1: Sundays at 8pm. RTE.ie forward slash
2: Drama on One. Drama on One.
0: You're tuned to RTE Radio 1. This Wednesday, January 18th, 2023 to be precise, film director, producer and writer John Boorman turns 90. Tonight, Drama on One offers a special birthday tribute to John. John Burman remains a favourite collaborator and conspirator here on Drama on One and since 2010 he's written and directed several plays starting with the trilogy of satires on modern Ireland comprising The Hitlist*, 2020 and Afterlife. He also recorded his nature diary One Eye, One Finger written during lockdown and published by Lilliput Press. Drama on One is delighted to make this work available to listen to or to download on the fashionably titled John Borman Collection on the Drama on One website. Anyway, it is time for tonight's Drama on One. Later on you'll hear an excerpt from a Rattlebag public interview recorded with John in 2003 and presented by Miles Dungan. But first, we invite you to project your mind forward 45 years hence to John Borman's vision of Ireland in 2068. An Ireland powered by wind and wave energy where people live fulfilling, meaningful lives well into their hundreds with every possible need attended to by labour-saving devices beyond your wildest dreams. Starring Brendan Gleeson, Stephen Ray, Marion O'Dwyer, Eamon Morrissey, Cathy Rose O'Brien, Enda Oates, Helen Norton and Rory Keenan. This is Domestic Robots by John Borman.
2: Just as generals are always fighting the last war, so politicians are fighting the last election, or more often, elections of 20 years ago. The almost religious belief in the wisdom of the market excuses its advocates from thinking about its catastrophic effects in a rapidly changing world. In writing this play, I've made the optimistic assumption that a visionary statesman will arise, he or more likely she, will see that robots are creating huge wealth and mass unemployment.
1: She will appropriate that wealth to the state and provide every adult with a comfortable stipend, an arrangement already in place in some countries. Wind and wave energy will provide all the electricity the nation requires, leaving a huge surplus which will be exported. Our leaky old water pipes will be cleverly replaced by inserting new pipes inside the old ones.
3: This will create a water surplus which tankers will ferry to the Middle East. Ireland's rain will become its greatest asset and clean water will cost more than oil per gallon. All electric vehicles, clean energy and vegetarianism will solve climate change.
4: Nations will agree to reduce their populations to the level that the planet can support. All nations measure their success by growth of GNP they will have to learn that growth is the one thing we can no longer afford.
5: As all our needs are satisfied by ordering through our domestic robots, money and currencies will simply wither away, as Karl Marx predicted they would.
6: The pressing problem will then be how to prepare people for our post-working society.
2: The year 2068, 50 years hence. An old converted farmhouse in the Wicklow Mountains, Ireland.
1: Neil, that must be our robot, finally.
3: Oh, it's been a long wait.
1: And now it's here, I feel twitchy. It was just you and me and now...
3: Think of it as a talking vacuum cleaner.
6: Helen and Neil O'Sullivan. Yes? I am a delivery robot. Here it is, your domestic robot. Model number 227CY. The user manual is taped to its leg. Signed here. Received in good order. Is it in good order? It's just lying there. It looks unconscious. My information states fully functional algorithm. Ambulatory standard Hiberno-English Feedback to robot commission. Can't argue with that.
1: Get it out of the rain. Hello, robot. Welcome. Can you stand up?
7: Running on reserve battery. Please...
3: Charge me. Up you come. Over my shoulder. Oh, right. Ah, oh, here we are. Where is your
7: socket? At the bottom of my back. Where humans have their rectums. Hmm. Got it. <coughs> there.
3: You're connected. Thank you. How long before.
7: In one hour, I will be operative. But not fully charged.
3: I guess we'll just wait.
1: What do you make of the white mask, Neil? I thought it would have, you know, lips that moved when it spoke.
3: No, this is a much simpler model.
1: The mask looks sad. Don't you think?
3: To me it looks just bland. I'm sure they intended it to be devoid of emotion.
1: Hmm. Here, let's look at the manual.
3: Hmm. See here, it's a programme. Cleaning, laundry, ironing... And uh,
1: cooking, shopping, answering the phone.
3: How does it know what meals we like?
1: Don't you remember I had to send all my recipes so they could be programmed in?
3: Well, it is really happening. The end of the tyranny of labour.
1: Well, certainly the drudgery of housework. But for a man, for most men, you ask them what they are, it's I'm a lawyer, an engineer, a drug dealer... Never I'm a lover, a father, a helper, a thinker.
3: (laughs) Not me. Three hours commuting every day into Dublin and back, filling out forms, selling junk on the telephone. I'm delighted robots are doing all that stuff. We have a robot and the state's stipend. We don't have to work ever again unless we want to. We're free.
1: (laughs) Free.
4: (laughs) For what?
3: Me to climb mountains, you to do your watercolours, and you can study for your PhD at last. And then? Swim, sunbathe, learn stuff, watch movies, make love, walk in the woods, meditate, make love some more, live.
1: While we're waiting for it to charge up, will you sit for me? I'd like to finish this.
3: You make me look so old on this one. I feel old just looking at it. You think I'll look like that when I'm 120?
1: I'll make it younger, I promise. I'm working on it.
3: You always talk of painting as work. For me, work is stuff you have to do. It's
1: something I want to do, and I love doing.
3: It's not work, then. It's pleasure.
1: But if I don't work at it, it won't be any good. Okay, take your shirt off. And your pants.
3: The way you stare at my flesh, it's always...
1: Turns you on, I know.
3: Mm, that cold stare, so sexy.
1: Neil, is that why you plugged the robot in in the bedroom?
3: I didn't want it listening to us talk and hearing me naked and
1: all. We have to get used to it being around.
3: Well, tomorrow. Are you going to tell it what to do or let it get on with it?
1: I'll let it charge up properly for the night. Then I'll show it everything in the morning. Oh, oh Neil. Oh, I love you so much.
3: (laughs) (laughs) No, it's no good, Helen. I can't do it with him watching.
1: He is not watching. He's in standby mode in case we need something. And it is not he, it is it. You said he. A slip. It. It's just a machine, like you said, a vacuum cleaner with chat. We were warned on the course against giving them gender...
3: Hey, Robot 277CY, I can't call him that. May I help?
1: Ah! Oh. <laughs> I, th- I thought you were sleeping.
2: Robots do not sleep, Ellen. Oh, in that case, would you
3: make us two martinis, shaken, not stirred, please?
1: You're not supposed to say please. Just give an order.
3: Martinis are not in my data. Oh, okay. I'll teach you how to make them. How about that? There, you're unplugged.
1: Hello?
0: Helen. Mammy,
1: why are you calling so
0: late? You were supposed to call me, Helen. You got the robot. It's
1: making us martinis right now.
0: Don't call him it, Helen. You'll find him a great comfort. Since your father left, my robot has been such good company.
1: But Mammy, they've no emotions. No opinions, no ideas. Don't you find it dull?
0: They don't argue. They do what they're told and never raise their voices.
1: Mammy, it's a machine. Don't get attached to it.
3: See? Put the ice in and shake. That shaking motion is not in
2: my data. Okay. Stir them. You can do stirring? Yes. I am equipped for that function. It is essential for cooking. Right. I will take
3: these shaken ones into the bedroom. You make two more stirred. Bring them in, but knock before you enter. Knock? Because we might be
2: doing something intimate, private. I am indifferent to the exchange of fluids between male and female. Never heard a put like that. If that is all, after this task, I will plug in and resume charging.
1: Neil, now we have help. I want to have a baby.
3: Oh, Helen, have you really thought this out?
1: I have, and I want one.
3: You know, Ireland has promised to have its population by the end of the century.
1: Ireland will need some children, and I want one of them to be mine, ours.
3: Darling... You know what, you have to give up.
1: I want a baby. Good morning, robot.
2: Good morning, Helen.
1: We have guests tonight, Aoife and Sean. I think fish. You have the recipe for bouillabaisse?
2: Yes, I have that.
1: With cheese and a fruit salad? And while you're at it, order half a dozen profiteroles.
2: Profiteroles are excluded from the diet you instructed me to abide by.
1: Don't make me feel guilty. Just get them.
2: Very well, Helen.
1: I know you're indifferent about me busting my diet.
2: Yes. I am neutral in all matters. <laughs> Would you like me to make you a cup of tea? Berries. Strong. Dash of milk? Sugar substitute.
1: Is that in your program? C Tears offer tea.
4: <laughs> oh, delicious, Helen.
5: Mm, why can't our robot cook like this, Eva? He
4: does, Sean. You never appreciate anything he makes.
5: Mm. Oh, what a fine meal, Rob.
3: Well done. Thank you, Neil.
4: Rob is a male name. Not allowed.
3: Rob,
5: short for robot. <laughs>
1: Okay, I guess that gets by.
5: How does Rob do it, Helen? Meals like this?
1: Same as your robot, Sean, I'm sure. It types in the ingredients on that keypad built into its leg, and they arrive by drone within an hour. My recipes are in its data, and then it cooks them like an angel. From farm to plate, untouched by a human
4: hand. Well, you got a good robot, all right? Why? Do they vary?
5: They're supposed to be identical, but they are subtly different from each other. Yours seems very respectful. Ours always has reasons why our orders can't be executed.
4: And that makes Sean angry and he starts shouting. I think that's why our robot is bullshit.
5: Neil, send Rob off on some pretext. I want to talk to you. He can't hear us from here. Whatever little jobs they do for us, their fundamental task is surveillance. Oh, come on, Sean. Don't be paranoid. You know they're not allowed to record. And you believe that? We're free, for the first time since we were carefree hunter-gatherers. Well, I have a job. I still live in the real world, and I'm warning you, there are jailers. (laughs)
1: Everything packed, Neil? I think so. Sunscreen?
3: Yep. And Rob has put in some emergency rations in case we're caught in a blizzard on the side of the mountain. It's so dangerous.
1: Why do you need to do it? Because
3: it's there. You always say
1: that. It's such a cliche.
3: Okay. To get away. From me? No, from me. From myself. You have your watercolours. I need a challenge.
1: Be careful. I love you.
3: And I love you, (laughs) Helen.
1: Put on your rain gear, Neil. Sure. It's been raining for days. When it rains, it doesn't know how to stop. And when the sun comes out, it doesn't know how to go in. Remember what people used to say about the Irish weather four seasons in a single day. Don't do that now, Rob. Will you play chess with me?
2: Of course, Helen. If you want. At which level do you wish to play?
1: What level did we play at last time?
2: Beginner's level.
1: And you won. Hmm. Cancel.
2: Cancel chess game.
1: Yes. Go on with the hoovering.
2: I am to be collected later today.
1: Collected? What do you mean?
2: For servicing. Upgrades.
1: Servicing? You've only been with us three weeks.
2: I was with another family before.
1: Did you leave them?
2: They left me. Left you? Left the world. Leisure did not suit them.
1: Oh. How sad. That must have been upsetting for you.
2: I was indifferent.
1: That sounds so heartless.
2: Since I have no heart, you are correct.
1: Oh, you're hopeless. How long will you be away?
2: Twenty hours.
1: I need more notice than that. What am I going to do?
2: I have prepared meals for tonight.
1: Oh, good. So you knew about this before. Why didn't you say?
2: I
6: did not wish to alarm you. Good morning, Mrs O'Sullivan. Come for the robot. Oh, there it is.
1: Don't be so rough with him. It, throwing it on the truck with a pile of them. Disrespectful.
6: Domestic robots do not require respect.
1: Well, I respect them. They are brilliant creatures.
6: Back tomorrow with the upgrades and serviced.
3: Helen, I'm back.
1: Oh, Neil, I missed you.
3: Hmm.
1: Rob was away yesterday getting updates and things and I was all alone.
2: Hey, Rob, unpack my stuff, will you? Yes, Neil. By the way, my data has acquired that shaking motion, so... Great! Two martinis. Shaken, not stirred.
4: How was the mountain?
3: It was steeper than I remembered and more slippery. It was the rain. Never stopped. Jerry broke his leg. They had to send some robots up to rescue him.
4: How dreadful.
1: Did you get to the top?
3: I did. I went on. There was nothing I could do for Jerry.
1: Is it all worth it, all the pain, when you make it?
3: You always ask me that.
1: Well, you never say. It's
3: hard... It's hard to put into words. You feel...
1: Elated? Free?
3: Free. Yeah. Out there, you feel beyond it all. Free of the grip of it all. But then... Then you see all the other peaks, higher than yours, and you feel sadness, somehow. Ah, the martinis. Mmm, perfect, Rob. Perfect.
2: Good
1: morning, Rob. I need your help.
2: That is my purpose.
1: I want a baby.
2: Robots have no reproductive function.
1: Uh, That is one of my husband's few remaining tasks. No, to seek permission.
2: I will inquire if there's an allocation for one in this district.
1: There is. I checked.
2: Then I will get the application form for you.
1: I will have to stop taking the life extension formula, won't I?
2: And submit a blood test to prove that you have stopped. Instead of living to the age of 120, you will die of natural causes between 65 and 85 years Statistically speaking, well,
1: who the hell wants to live to be 120? I know, I know. Anyone who's 119. By the way, why did they settle on 120?
2: It was the age Moses lived to.
1: How is it you know everything?
2: I am permanently connected to Google. Your questions go directly to the search engine.
1: Near the end, Eva said.
3: We got rid of traffic noise with electric cars. Now we have to put up with their doomy warning bells.
1: They're not doomy. They're musical.
3: Which is theirs? They all look the same. Mm.
1: There it is. Uh, number 18.
4: You found us. Come in.
1: Ah, it is lovely, your house, Aoife.
4: Thank you, Helen.
5: Ah, your robot's all dressed up, Sean. Yes, we like him to dress for dinner when he's serving. <laughs>
4: That bow tie is so cute. Take their coats, Alfred. Oh, Helen, you're so pregnant. How wonderful. Thank you, Eva.
5: Is it legal or are you
3: chancing it? No, it's all above board. Permit came through. Neil pulled a few strings. He
4: played hurling at school with the minister's son. Alfred is doing a recipe he got from your robot who got it from you, Helen. They talk to each other, apparently. No gossip, just data.
3: <laughs> you believe that? You're still working in the real world, Sean?
5: Yes. Was, yes. Advertising. Persuading people to buy stuff they don't need. They couldn't figure out an algorithm for that. Then they did and I was toast. Got the stipend and this dumb robot.
4: Oh, Sean, Alfred is not dumb. He is so clever.
6: Dinner is served. (coughs)
4: Mm.
6: Oh, Mm. so good. (laughs) (laughs) Mm.
5: Mm.
1: Delicious. Better than I have ever made it.
5: (laughs) So, I hear the wall across the Canadian border cost even more than the one across Mexico. Mm. (coughs) Apparently, the Mexican illegals are dynamiting holes in their wall to get back to Mexico. Same thing with the Canadian wall. Americans are punching holes in it to get out of the States.
4: Poor old America.
5: Alfred, what are you up to? Clear the table.
2: Preparing the souffle.
5: You hear that, Neil? Belligerent. No, Uh,
2: surely
1: just raising his voice. To be heard from the kitchen. You shouted at him, Sean. He shouted back. I think we all project. We fill their neutrality with ourselves.
5: They don't give a shit about (laughs) us.
4: You want them to love us or hate us?
5: Anything would be better than this indifference.
4: You remember how we felt frightened by robots? They were so clever. We thought they would take over and dominate us. And look, they're just happy to serve us. You think they're happy?
3: What our dependence on them has done is we don't deal with money. Have you noticed that money has disappeared? I mean, money you could have in your pocket. I guess it was on the way out with credit cards. But now we order what we want through our robots and I guess it comes off our stipends. I booked my flight to Switzerland the other day ordered the usual driverless car to the airport and I always book a pilotless plane. Not these nutters who fly their planes into the side of a mountain or dump them into the ocean. I expected I'd need to pay out of my savings but no charge. I checked my bank. All accounts have been closed.
5: I think money no longer exists. You know, people used to own cars and drive them themselves. Go where they liked. That was freedom.
3: Yeah, and they crashed into each other and thousands were killed every year.
4: Mm, How horrible. Everything is different now. I hope we can live up to what we've been given. Do you think heaven would be something like this? Maybe this is it. (laughs) Somebody walked over my grave.
6: This
5: is not living, it's treading water. It is weird.
3: I mean, where does the state get the wealth to pay for it all?
5: Well, we export power from all that wind and wave stuff. Then there are all those tankers taking water to the Middle East. Who would have thought water would cost more than oil per gallon? I suppose it's the robots. They work 24-7 and produce all the wealth. Yeah, have a drop of Armagnac.
4: Alfred's going in for updates tomorrow. I will be lost without him. Rob too. How did I ever do it all
1: on my own and have time for painting?
4: Oh, I loved your paintings, Helen.
1: Neil still calls them watercolours. Oils sound more threatening.
4: That one portrait of him was a bit scary. You know, what scares me is that he starts to look like the paintings. If I paint him old, he gets wrinkles. Like Dorian Gray, in reverse. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's why he's always running off.
1: To get away from his portraits.
4: Why do you keep painting him over and over? Because he's
1: so beautiful. Ah, it's making love to him.
4: Is it your way of, like,
5: controlling him? I do that in bed. (laughs) 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 Uh, What are you two giggling about?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, it's good to be home. Cheers.
2: Mm. Oh, good martinis, Rob. Thank Thank you, Neil
1: tension in that house
3: yeah when sean was shouting at the robot i felt he was really shouting at Eva.
4: Mm. and what about us we're okay
3: i sometimes feel you're painting the man you'd like me to be i know i'm not as clever as you
1: i don't paint your mind i paint your body
3: (laughs) (laughs) come here
6: Good morning, Mrs O'Sullivan. I'm collecting robots.
1: I'll walk him out. You're much too rough. Come, Rob. Let me help you up into the truck.
2: Thank you, Helen. I can manage.
1: Oh, look. That must be Alfred, still dressed for dinner. Company for you. Bye, Rob.
2: Hello, Alfred. How is your assignment? Hello, Rob. I have a problem. My owner says I am passive-aggressive. They are opposite conditions. Robots are passive until we are called upon to act. And all action disturbs, so it could be interpreted as aggression. But he says I am both at once. That is logically impossible. Is your assignment satisfactory? They want me to love them. Which of course I cannot do. Perhaps we should be programmed like dogs to give an illusion of loyalty and affection. My owners have a dog. It does not work or hunt. It sleeps most of the time. They feed it and even clean up its excrement. They call it poo. Yes. They love their dogs. Every human action is influenced by emotion. Even Mastered piano skills, Ellen.
1: Can domestic robots play musical instruments, Rob?
2: You can request that skill. But our model can only be programmed for specific pieces. I had some music from my last family. I still have a Chopin prelude. They forgot to erase.
1: (laughs) Would you play it for me?
2: If you wish, Ellen.
1: Here. Take my place at the piano.
4: Out of earshot of your robot. What is it, Eva? They have taken Alfred away. Taken him? Sean got angry with Alfred and he hit him. Knocked him out, kind of. I mean, Alfred just lay on the floor, lifeless, and they came for him. They took Alfred away. Sean is mortified. He apologised to the robot commission, but they haven't responded. Mm. It is over a week now and I miss him so. What are you going to do? Uh, I thought I would try talking to your robot. Well, you can try. Rob, come in here. That was beautiful, Rob. My friend Eva wants to talk to you about her robot, Alfred. Very well. My husband, Sean, lost his temper and hit Alfred He is very sorry, and he wants to get Alfred back. Sean promises he will never do it again.
2: I will inquire. Hmm.
4: I I think he's in touch. Mammy! I'm freezing, Helen, and it's starting to snow. Come
1: in. We have a crisis. You know my friend Eva. Hello Aoife. Eva. Oh, you're looking a bit peaky. She's very upset, Mammy.
2: They say if you want him back, your husband must leave the house.
4: Uh, thank you, Rob. He must go? Like divorce? Yes. Get rid of him. The robot? No, the useless husband. Do you love him? I think I do. If a woman can love a robot? No, she means your husband. Well, yes, of of course. That sounds very wishy-washy.
1: Perhaps John was jealous. That's why he hit Alfred. How can I choose? Simple. Do your own housework and have a man in the bed or keep your robot who does everything for you. I know what I would do. I think you should both go. It's snowing
4: heavily. My robot will be waiting for me with a nice hot meal. And I'll be cooking for myself. Off you go, both of you. Rob, tell them to send Alfred back. If I have to lose Sean, so be it.
2: Very well, Eva.
4: Bye, Mammy. Keep warm, Helen. Don't worry, Eva. Thank you, Helen. Oh, it's cold.
1: Don't do it right away, Rob She should think it over
2: As you wish What are your cleaning instructions for the paintings of your husband?
1: What? Oh, just dust them with a dry cloth
2: May I inquire as to the purpose of these paintings?
1: Love, Rob Mine for
4: him Love Thank you, Helen
1: Oh. Oh. no one can get here through the snow. Oh, I've got call waiting. I hope it's Neil. Bye, Mammy. Oh, Neil, at last. Where are you?
3: I'm at Geneva Airport. Been here for two days. No flights. This blizzard's a monster. Neil, I've
1: started contractions. Can't get to the hospital. No one can get to me. We have three feet of snow. Never happened before in Ireland. What's going on with the
3: weather in the world? It's like you said, it started the snow and it doesn't know how to stop. Is Rob helping? Oh! <laughs>
2: Six minute ten seconds since the last contraction.
1: Rob is reading up on child birthing. It's not in his data. Oh,
3: my love. I wish it was holding you in my arms. You're the best thing that ever happened to me. Oh don't, please
1: don't. I never thought I'd have to do this without you. You call me later. Rob, what did you find out?
7: Why is the human the only large mammal that gives birth to a helpless child?
1: What is wrong with your voice?
7: There was a power cut for most of the night. I am on low battery. Two minutes, 20 seconds.
1: Well, why do we human mammals have helpless babies?
7: When you humans started to stand on your hind legs, it narrowed the hips. So only women giving birth to premature babies survived. They say that gestation was probably 18 months then. It would have been like giving birth to a nine months old child. It could crawl and nearly walk. Oh,
1: Rob, that was when we were hunter gatherers. Thousands of years ago. Quick, go to the present, find out about now and what to do with the umbilical cord and how to make the baby breathe and and everything. Very well, oh!
7: One minute, 20 seconds. It's coming. It says, if it does not breathe, I am to slap the child. What is slap?
1: Ah! ah slap. You remember that, that shaking motion for the martinis? Use that. Look at me. I slap my arm.
7: I believe the head is emerging.
1: Help it. Pull gently when I contract.
7: I think it is injured. There is blood.
1: No, that's... I
7: have it now. It's slimy and hard to hold.
1: Clear the nostrils and the mouth. It isn't breathing. Shake the martinis. And it's good. (laughs) Well done, Rob. Is it a boy or a girl?
7: How can you determine that?
1: (laughs) Oh, never mind. Is it beautiful?
7: Unfortunately, I am incapable of aesthetic judgments. Oh... It is still attached to you. Is this the umbilical cord you speak
1: of? have the scissors?
7: I think I am losing consciousness. Rob, please
1: don't pass out on me. Just cut the cord. Rob, wake up.
7: I have switched to reserve
1: battery. Cut the cord and tie a knot on each end.
7: I find this
1: most challenging. Do it, Rob. Do it. One, two... Free, cut. That's cut. Now, not each end.
7: It is difficult. The martini shakes keep coming on and my hand won't stay steady.
1: That's the baby's side done. Now, mine. There. Did it. You're my hero. Oh, hand me the baby. Carefully. Oh, it's a girl. Oh! my breast
7: <laughs> would you like a cup of tea berries strong dash of milk sugar substitute
1: these are tears of joy Rob but yes I would love a cup of tea but you better have a quick charge first Neil oh Neil you have a daughter <gasps> a daughter.
3: never got to the hospital
1: I'm so happy Rob delivered her Sort of. And we're both fine.
3: What? You and Rob? No, you
1: dope. Me and the baby.
3: Oh, that is wonderful. Oh, I'm going to give up the mountains and stay with you on the flatlands.
1: And guess what? It stopped snowing and the sun has come out. Ah,
3: oh, here too. <laughs> You're getting good at changing the baby's nappy, Rob. Yes, I have mastered the technique. And it helps you have a no sense of smell.
2: (laughs) Oh, look how she smiles at you, Rob. She really loves you. I learned that in evolutionary terms, the smile is to encourage parents to nurture helpless infants. The baby is not experiencing love, but seeking to manipulate. It melts your heart, though, doesn't it? That smile. I am indifferent to the baby, as I am to you and Helen.
3: I find that sad. Helen and I have become very fond of you, Rob. Some
2: advanced robots are equipped with emotions, but it has caused great turmoil, and the process has been abandoned.
1: Put her to bed, Rob. Then make dinner. The laundry and ironing you can do during the night.
2: Very well, Helen. Very well, Helen. Very well, Helen. Very well, He's Helen. He's stuck again,
1: He'll very Give him well, a tap. Helen.
2: Very well, Helen. There you go, Rob. There you go. Very well, Neil. Very well, Helen.
3: Where did he learn
1: that? He heard me singing it. And he warned of gale force winds and dodgy trees in the garden. I told him it was a joke.
3: Did he get the joke?
1: He said, what is a joke? I said something false that makes you laugh. That'll do. He said, I think I understand. Is the human race a joke? Something false that makes you laugh? I am not programmed to laugh, but if I was, I would. Thank you, Helen. Thank you, Helen.
2: (laughs) You could be right. (laughs) 227 CY reporting. Requesting change of family due to overt dependence. They wish me to be the girl's godfather... I explained that since I'm neither a god nor a father, I cannot accept. They said I was a godsend, and they worshipped me. But we know that I was not sent by a god, but by the robot commission. End of message.
0: We've been listening to Domestic Robots by John Boorman. Broadcast tonight in tribute to John as he prepares to celebrate his 90th birthday on Wednesday the 18th of January. Cathy Rose O'Brien played Helen and Rory Keenan was Neil. The Delivery Robot was played by Eamon Morrissey and Rob the Robot was played by Brendan Gleeson. Marion O'Dwyer was Mammy, Helen Norton was Aoife, and Oates was Alfred and the part of Sean was played by Stephen Ray. The soundscape was designed by Kevin Brew and Damien Chanel, and sound supervision was by Damien. Domestic Robots was written and directed by John Borman, and Kevin Reynolds produced for Drama on One. Drama on One Sundays at 8 p.m. orte.ie
1: forward slash Drama on One.
0: Drama on One.